I hope everyone is in the holiday spirit because the gifts of the MLB hot stove have been abundant. We're going to discuss that, plus the impact of Mike Leach, along with some NFL updates. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian B. And a broken neck, it feels like for me, guys. I'm not Mr. Brown. I'm not going through a, a spinal fusion here, but for some reason, I feel like I've been hitting the back of the head with a shovel. But we're here. We're doing a show. Can I? Can I get an amen or something? Well, if, it get, if it gets worse, brother, I got a good doctor for you. I might need it. I I don't know what it is, but like. Who's ever swallowed and had the back of their neck hurt? That's how it feels right now. So I have to turn my – if I keep looking at you, Biggie, I'm not trying to make just uncomfortable eye contact. It's just what helps my neck not hurt. I just need uh, good old JR in the background and an RKO. You need to be in a helicopter. That'll fix everything. Uh, RKO might fix it. I mean, I mean if y'all keep staring at each other, I'm going to – we're going to – a picture of the Zamboni and mindless love. <laughs> I just, I just see the guy mouthing. My love, my love, my endless love. Oh, speaking of endless love, uh, one of Biggie's spirit animals has passed on to the great beyond. And you know, I hate to start the show with a somber note around the holidays and everything, but we're going to try to have a, a moment of remembrance for the one and only Mike Leach. Uh, you know, we, we got plenty of things to talk about today. We got the hot stove stuff. We got, you know, college football playoff. We got NFL. But Mike Leach, man, uh, Biggie, how are you feeling, man? You you always revered Mike Leach. You love the gunslinger style. You love the attitude, his his uh, character, essentially. Are you, are you okay? I was pretty disappointed because on Saturday he was at a big function and it seemed like everything was right. Then Sunday uh, – all of a sudden, he's in the hospital, and when nobody will say what he's in the hospital for, you know it's real serious. Yeah. Um, poof, he's gone. He got real bad. I saw one little qu- uh, thing that got released where they said he had some bleeding on the brain, and I was like, well, that's not good. And then to your point, they're not saying anything, so you kind of feared the worst. Yep. Um, and they, they were scheduled to play in a bowl game and everything. Like, this is uh, this is just way out of left field. And, like, look, obviously the family, the players, people that know him more personally, like, that's got to be a kick in the, in the nuts if there ever was one. Um, but uh, let, let's take a moment and, and kind of reflect positively on, on Mr. Leach here. Um, Mr. Brown is not being a uh, big college football fan. What do you know about Mike Leach, if anything? I mean, I just – Know about him with the uh, crazy, you know, offense innovator. I feel like he was an innovator. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like a ton, but I feel like he's the guy that you, if he came to your program, you're going to put up some points. Yeah, I think he did that pretty much every stop he's ever been been at. Now he came to rise at his stop at Texas Tech and and whatnot. But where we, was he before that? Well, Texas Tech is where he got his first major uh, head coaching opportunity. He was there from 2000 2009, and he's the school's all-time winning as coach. He coached, he started at BYU back in the late 70s, early 80s. He was a Hal Mummy <laughs> disciple. That's where the air raid Hal Mummy's air raid. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I, periodically, as we discuss this, I'm going to break out some uh, Mike Leach quotes for everybody. Uh, here's, uh, here's one for you. He said, quite frankly, there's a probability of higher incidence of energy or in- injury if you have guys with white knuckles and high asses with all kinds of time to set up and tee off on somebody, then everybody hurrying and scurrying around. If somebody's tired, 
Sub for him. I guarantee you the second team guys want to play. We played one deep on defense all last year because that's how deep we were. Um, so uh, white knuckles and high asses. I saw this, and it's the most perfect Mike Leach, and this is how you can honor him. You had a bowl game, and you put it in Key West on a high school field. There's no conference ties because the guy who invented ties is an idiot. <laughs> First-rate concessions, plenty of gummies, no candy corn, free admissions to those eloping. Sponsor, Captain Morgan's, the Mike Leach Pirate Bowl because he always had the pirate deal going on. All the teams should put a sticker on their helmet. Uh, he, he could be a logo. Uh, how about um, when he was at Texas Tech? He said, well, outside of Lubbock, expectations aren't very high, but it's okay because we usually play in Lubbock a lot, especially this season. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the one on there where he is talking about uh, the eloping or the marrying a woman? So that, that was, that was very recent when he was given the – we talked about that too briefly where he was given the uh, – when Turbo was on our show, he kept referencing Mike Leach and yeah, the coffee yeah. and all that. Uh, so there's, I mean, there, there's so many to, to see and, and hear. And it's, it's one thing to read some of these, but the way he delivers it, just that deadpan delivery, almost emotionless. Like he's just very dry. Um, he's, uh, he, I can see why he's your spirit animal, Biggie. Like uh, that makes sense. If there was ever anyone who I wanted to emulate in this life, it was Mike Leach from the hip. And just, Look at him when he's on the sideline. All these coaches have their fancy gear. He's on the <laughs> sideline with a, a black, it's not a hoodie, just a regular. Uh, it's just a T-shirt, right? Well, he'll wear a T-shirt or a sweatshirt, but no hoodie, just a crew neck. And it would have state across the front of it when he's at Mississippi State. <laughs> and it looks like his grandkid ironed the letters on. Well, that you might know, be just, just an old school throw together. Junky as it could be, there might be a hole in the back of it. Uh, all right, last quote, and then we'll get into his um, coaching tree. Uh, so when his last year at Washington State, I think he went seven and five, and they said, "What bowl would you like to go to?" He just said the Rose Bowl. Uh, which, <laughs> hey, he asked him which one he wanted to go to, not which one they deserved. But uh, Biggie, uh, you know, being WVU fans. We have a relation with Mike Leach because the coaching tree, our last two coaches have uh, come from the Mike Leach coaching tree with uh, Dana Hogerson and Mike Leach, or uh, Mike Leach, Graham uh, Neil Brown. And, Brown. and Graham Harrell as offensive coordinator. Yes. Wow, I didn't even think about that one earlier. Um, I have one quick thing. I just saw this as I scrolled through here. Texas A&M is big time football, right? No, they, they, they spend money like they are. Mike Leach had more bowl game victories eight than the last four Texas A&M head coaches combined. <laughs> that's all right. He that's never impressive. played defense either. So, like, to have teams that don't play defense and win bowl games, that's that's not bad. Yeah. But uh, as Mr. Brown alluded to, they would go five wide and just sling the ball all, all over the place. Um, who are some other disciples of this, though? Like, Cardinal fans are probably upset Cliff because Kingsbury. they got to blame, blame uh, Mike Leach for having uh, Kingsbury there. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury – Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is probably the coolest story because when he had Lincoln Riley as a quarterback, he just flat out told him, probably not going to play you at all, but you're still in school. I think you should be a student assistant. <laughs> Lincoln Riley stormed out, pissed off. I'm not doing that. Came back the next day, realized how I should probably do that. Lincoln Riley has produced three Heisman Trophy winners in six seasons as a uh, college head, head coach. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I feel robbed that we're not going to get a long-term version of Mike Leach offense in the SEC because I think over time that could have been something really magical. Just uh, if Mississippi State started putting up like 50 points a game or something like that. You know how some of those uh, – uh, Big 12 Texas Tech offenses were back when they had uh, like Crabtree and, and some of those guys or even uh, well he wasn't there for Mahomes but you know that's the offense of this bread is what you saw there uh, but anyway you know any parting words uh, to, to give the people about Mike Leach if you take a girl on a steak on a date buy her a steak if she eats the whole thing marry her <laughs> what does it say what size steak it just says steak <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'm going to give you this last quote I got. He said, we waste a lot of time with that, and then we worry about the Kardashians. How can it be that we laugh about England's obsession with the royal family? At least the royal family has college degrees and military service. So he likened the royal family to the Kardashians. So I can't say he's wrong about that. <laughs> you may still get that rain in the SEC. The one that was on the top of my mind, I had to look it up. I couldn't remember. Josh Heupel is a disciple of his okay. at Tennessee. So we may see that. 50-point a game in the SEC holter. All right, rest in peace, Mike Leach. We'll miss you, brother. Well, the hot stove never disappoints. I feel like every year it gets crazier and crazier. And with these massive contracts going out to baseball, you keep wondering, like, how many times are we still going to see a 7, 8, 10, 13-year deals? Uh, it's kind of incredible. But, yeah, here we are, happening once again. Uh, just to, to kind of give some perspective, we haven't gotten to the arbitrations yet where, you know, still teams are going to pick up more salaries out there. But, like, your top five are the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Padres, and Dodgers, who are now fifth in payroll. My, how things have changed just in a couple years. But that ranges from $274 million on the books as of right now for the Mets. And then the Dodgers at fifth are down at 165 So the Mets are over – a hundred million dollars more than the Dodgers. Just say that again. The Mets have spent a hundred million dollars more than the the Dodgers. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the A's they have four point five million on the books right now. So that's uh that's why we need a salary floor. But anyway, it's safe to say that Steve Cohen makes a little more than Magic Johnson. <laughs> he might. What do the the A's have on the books? Four million? Four and a half. Give them the extra half. Just round up. We'll just round up and say five to be generous. <laughs> um, well, that's what happens when you have nobody over the age. Of, you know the the Guardians were the youngest team. I guarantee you the A's will beat that this year because they're going to have nothing but guys that probably should be playing triple-A ball, maybe even double-A ball, but they're going to be on a major league roster because that's all the A's can afford, and Vegas is licking their chops before they get that. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Spring training out in Arizona, they're going to be rolling up. And, Who that? Are these guys? <laughs> He's from the California Penal League. Yeah, it is Oakland. It is the California Penal League. <laughs> That's what they are. Did you have something there you want to discuss with the Padres, Biggs? I just wanted to throw this out there. They talk about different teams going out and spending money and small market, big market. And I feel like the Padres, who even though they got Bogarts, have went after every big name out there. They're gonna their lineup. They got a couple spots to fill, but. You're going to have Tatis, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts. That's probably the the best one through four in the league that we've seen if they're all healthy. I was just going to say this. For for the teams that have been shelling out the money lately, like, yes, the Padres have spent aggressively, 
but they seem to have the wisest investments in the players. Am I wrong to think that? Like, I feel like those actually make the most sense uh, as long as Tatis doesn't fail more drug tests. Yeah. I mean, they're one for one through four is probably the best in baseball. And for the first time in a decade on paper, they look better than the Dodgers. Yeah. I was going to say, finally, because last year they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs after the Dodgers won all those games. They go to the NLCS. Now you add in another bat. It's, it's kind of that changing of the tide, I think. But now I'm a Padres homer, so maybe not. So on the other end of the spectrum, you got the Mets who are spending way too much money, I think. I, I, I mean, when we look at the Padres and talk about the value associated with it, Mr. Brown, your Braves are another team that spent very value-oriented deals. Uh, the, the Mets do not seem to be in that ballpark. It's more like we'll just throw as much money at it as we want. So are their deals actually making sense? Is it the right players, or are they just spending money frivolously? I think they're just blowing it. I feel like they just blow money like a kid. You know, they're just trying to just spend it, and you know, like crazy. So you get Verlander. Like, obviously, Verlander's a Cy Young winner coming off Tommy John, but he's also, what, 39 turning 40. Right. So, they signed him to a two-year deal for an annual $43 million per which, at his age. Which seems about 5 to $7 million more than he would have got anywhere it's else. It's insane. So, now, don't get me wrong. You got Scherzer and Verlander, two old dogs at the top of your rotation, but that could go south very quickly. Yep. I'll say this, they'll get more starts out of Verlander this year than they did DeGrom last year. <laughs> well, that's not really set the bar. Who right? starts more this year, Verlander or DeGrom or for the DeGrom. Rangers? Yeah. Verlander. Yeah, I think that's the right pick. So, But to me, like as a Braves fan, I'm more worried about the Phillies than I am the Mets, even with Verlander and so Scherzer. What, what are the Phillies done? Oh, before we get to that. So the Mets have that. They have Verlander. They went with the Japanese uh, guy. I don't remember his name off the top pitcher. of my head. So he's probably their number three. Yeah. Um, which Japanese pitchers in can, recent days or years have transitioned pretty well. But for it the could most go part. sideways too. It could. Like, I still have nightmares about Kenshin Kawakami that came <laughs> over for the Braves, so which was a disaster. Yeah. And then you, the, the, the head scratcher is Brandon Nimmo. He's never been an all-star. He's pretty much – last year his war was around five. He's Roger Dorn. That was the best he's ever had. He he don't hit for power. He don't hit for much average, and he don't steal bases. So, But he will run to first when he walks. Um, but he got $162 million over eight years, and to me, that's a complete head-scratcher. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of money. Complete for, uh, overpayment. I figure they could have got him and re-signed him for like – Forty million less than that, at least. I mean, what was the Brandon Nimmo market like? Was, right. was there I, a lot of competing suitors offering, you know, eleven billion dollars? I feel like that was a silent auction, and they wait, they paid way over. <laughs> we just like his personality. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. He, he's one of the first major league players that never played college ball. Really? He came straight from uh, uh, travel ball. Really? Yeah, okay. and he got drafted. So you mentioned the Phillies a second ago. So they're third in the majors in payroll right now. What, what have they done to, to bolster their ranks? Well, they 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 signed a left-handed reliever, which isn't a big move. They got Taiwan Walker uh, yep. so that bolstered the rotation. Uh, Noah Syndergaard's gone to the Dodgers, but that's not a loss. I no, think he's pretty no, much he's done. he's over the old. For his but then career. the biggest, obviously, splash, knowing that Bryce Harper's out till the all-star break with Tommy John is they signed his buddy from the his Washington days, Trey Turner yep. to 11 year deal, which arguably is the best shortstop in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. So putting him in the top of the lineup, that's pretty badass, man. And I, like the Phillies scare me a lot more 
than the Mets. Are you surprised the Dodgers didn't make a run on some of these guys, like Turner specifically, or did he already tell them internally, like, there's no chance? Uh, I think so. I think the new is good as gone. He's an East Coast guy. The Dodgers had a weird offseason. For the first time in, like, five years, they didn't go out and make the big splash and, you know, Yankees of the West, we're going to buy everybody. It's like they're trying to get back to their, uh, <laughs> their farm system. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, the Dodgers haven't really been in on any of the big free agents. Now, that's not that could change, and I, I want to touch that. But the four shortstops, we had the big four. You know, all the first three that signed all over 10-year deals. So, so Carlos Correa was 13 years? Yeah, Correa yeah. was 13, 13 for 350. Years. Like they basically just said, all right, he's 27, so we'll just sign him until he's 40. That's right. really all that was. So 13 for 350 to San Fran for Correa. We talked about Turner 11, 300 mil to the Phillies. And then Bogarts to the Padres for 11 for 280. So Dansby Swanson's the remaining guy. And it's supposed to be the Cubs, Red Sox, Braves, and Dodgers are in the mix for him. And the Braves lowballed in the beginning of the free agency for $100 million for six. He came back at seven for uh, $140. Yep. And they said no, which would look like a steal now because there's no way Dansby doesn't get at least 200 but, if Bogart's got 280 But the Braves are more fiscally and frugal than some of these other franchises. And the Braves find themselves in the, in the top ten. They're sixth in payroll at $162 million. Like, I don't know how comfortable they are spending much more. You know what I mean? They've well, been the, fortunate. The problem with Dansby, and I've seen him play several years now, number one overall pick, people kept wondering, is he going to live up to that hype? It took him a while to get to where he is now. Correct. I mean, he's always been solid defensively. Um, he finally won his first gold glove this year. He finally maintained offensively throughout the whole year and batted second, almost hit well, – he was around 100 RBIs this year and close to 30 home runs. But this is the first year he's actually put together a full season offensively. Mm-hmm. So he don't have that offensive resume that these other three of the big four had. He's just hitting the market at the right time. Right. Right. He's just, And you got to remember, this is the first, mar- uh, first free agent market on the new deal. And – they're showing, man. They're shelling out money. Right. Like it's it's not. And there just happens to be a lot of shortstops this year too. So his market's getting set. You know, it's not like he was a lone wolf out there. So you think that uh, <coughs> if you had to project where he's going to land, where is it going to be? Which of the four? I think it's hard. It's between the Cubs and the Dodgers because the Cubs are going to shell out the money because they got Hayward off the books this year, um, and he would be like a. Franchise there at Wrigley. Yeah, and they already picked up uh, Cody Ballinger on a big just right, one right. year. So prove it. he would be good in Chicago. But then again, I mean, is Freddie saying, hey, guy, come on over here to uh, L.A.? It's not so bad out here. Mm-hmm. He might need some company. Uh, and, and him and Freddie both have that bombshell wife that uh, Dansby's currently on his honeymoon. <laughs> He's married to the uh, U.S. soccer player. Um, so he he may be like you know we got some nice vineyards out here come on out all right so uh, any other news and note on it's the free agent so. market you want to you want to definitely hit because if not I got some questions I just want to roll through some tips well here. I want to touch on Aaron Judge real quick because okay. on the baseball group giveaway earlier Biggie gave me this great statistic <laughs> um, so Yankees fans might be happy with Aaron Judge right now what was it a nine year deal for three sixty yep yep so nine year deal three sixty um, he's currently thirty years old. There's only one. There's been 54 players in the history of baseball that's weighed 270 pounds, and only one of them has homered at age 37 in the history. 
And who was it, Biggie? He was known as a power hitter. Who was it? Bartolo Colon. Big sexy. <laughs> so Yankees fans, you better pray to God that he's number two, or you're gonna be you're gonna be screwed for years to come. I mean, that's he's not one that looks like he's gonna age gracefully. No, I mean, it's, well, it's a hard frame got, to keep uh, up. Stanton, who has a huge contract that you can't play in the outfield, he's your DH. So you need Judge to be. So who's going to DH in four years? You know, Judge. <laughs> well, who knows? In baseball, you might have two DHs by then. For all it's we true. Know, you know. Oh, the catcher needs a DH now. And then they and the piggyback off of that, Aaron Judge, uh, the Yankees breaking news just signed Carlos Rodon to uh, bolster the rotation, which to me was their biggest need this offseason. So I don't That's know their smartest move. I don't know if this is including that, but the Yankees are second in payroll at two hundred seven. Uh, so we, we talked about a lot of these in here. Um, number seven. Uh, so so your top seven. We've talked about all these: the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Braves. You know who number seven is in payroll? The Giants. Giants are all the way down at, at um, 14th, which is crazy. Oh, so is it the Angels? It's the Angels. Yes. So they're seventh in payroll. So all the ones ahead of them made the playoffs. Any chance the Angels make the playoffs? No. Not happening, right? The Rangers have moved up to eighth. The Rockies are ninth. That's surprising. Like, that's got to be some deferred salaries there or something. Like, I don't know. Like, didn't they, they sign Chris Trevor Bryant, Story? And, a huge deal. Yeah. They signed Trevor Story, but they traded him away. Are they still paying part of Arenado or something? I don't know. I, I, they are, they was that. paying part of Arenado. I'd have to break are. that down, but 146 seems awful high. The, the Strohs are number 10 at 141. I'm pretty sure they're still paying part of Vinny Castilla's contract. <laughs> they might be. Um, and then uh, the Cubbies, you mentioned, they're 15th there. Everybody else is under them. So, uh, still a little bit of room for movers and shakers. Anybody, uh, uh, if you had to give the badge of approval, who won the hot stove offseason so far? Uh, it's the Phillies or the Padres, clearly for me. Uh, I, and I do, I do like what the Rangers are doing, and I hate and Biggie hates it because it's in their division. They're still the third place team. Yeah, it's, but it hasn't been enough, right? But you you add Bruce Bochy, there's credibility immediately, and then you get Degrom if he stays healthy yep. to go with uh, Seager and. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Simeon last yep. year. They, so they're, they're credible. I mean, that they'll be they'll flirt with above five hundred. I just don't think they've done enough to be like a ninety-five win team. Well, in that division, you got the A's who will be horrible, and the Angels will probably be horrible. So you, if you just beat up on the Angels, are never them. horrible. They're always going to win like eighty to eighty-five games, just enough to be kind of there. What you know, smoking. So they'll win not, seventy-two. Is that not the the case? They have. I'm, I'm going. With the Angels are going to be in fourth place. Yep. Okay, I'm not saying they're not, but I'm just saying they're not going to be the same push. But, con- but congrats by the Mets overpaying for Verlander. I think you finally get a division title this it year. Could happen. That's why I texted you as soon as I found out. <laughs> I was very happy. All right. Well, a lot has happened uh, in the NFL since the last time we were in person. Since we missed a show last week with illness, but I just thought a good place to start would be the power rankings, uh, gentlemen. We got the Eagles unanimously as number one. My question just starting there, do they finish the season as the best team or do you see anybody else rising above? They got the one loss, right, and that's it. And they've, they've kind of bounced back. Or do they have two losses now? They have one loss. Just one. All right. I, I was going to say real quick that I've wrote them off so many times this year, and yet they continue to maintain. Yep. And they've beat some good teams. And they've stu- they've been playing well as of late. So, to me, 
they're very good opportunity to stay there till the end. Not a team that's peaked and fell off. Yeah, I feel like they're consistent. Um, Hertz and Brown are nasty together. To what you just said, I felt they started the season off real hot, and then they kind of hit a little bit of a valley where they lost a game, and then they barely beat the Colts, and it was like, oh, okay, this is who they are. Nope, turned it right back up, killed the Titans, killed the Giants. And I get it, the Giants aren't that good, but they're still a divisional foe that they're you not beat back three touchdowns. They're in the playoff they've, they've surprised everybody this year. So, so it's, I think ahead. they finish as the number one overall in our power rankings, and I think that by week – 17, 18, they'll be resting because they'll have the one seed locked up. So the Chiefs are in at number two. Uh, the AFC is a little bit more muddied than the NFC. I like So in the NFC, the Eagles seem to be the clear-cut number one, although the teams that we got four and five, we'll get to in a second, they're definitely rising. But in the AFC, you got the Chiefs and we got the Bills as number three. But the Bills are the opposite of the Eagles, right? They've been a little shaky lately. You don't feel as good about them? No. I, I feel like – they're going to get into the playoffs, and it'll come down to a Josh Allen drive in the fourth quarter because he just won't let them lose. He'll do all the passing and all the running. If they had any run game, I would like him, but they don't. And you can't run him constantly, have him be your leading rusher, and not expect it to affect him. No, and he's already been on the injury report a couple of times He's now. going to follow the Cam Newton Maybe. path. You can only take those hits for so long. Uh, the Chiefs, though, like they just don't go away. I mean, they're they're right there. The they're, Chiefs are the top team unless they're playing the Bengals. Let's be real. That's it. And, and you know, the being a Bengals fan, like the Chiefs and the Titans, for whatever reason, they're just two teams that every time the Bengals play them, they know how to game plan against them and they can just beat them. So I, I'll give credit for the defense on that one. The Bengals we got at six, four and five are NFC. The Cowboys and the Niners. So the Niners are on right now without Debo. They're playing the Seahawks. Um, I love me some Niners. Yeah, I mean that defense is nasty. Yeah. I, I mean I can't believe they were still fifth for us after the beatdown they put on the damn Bucks last week. Who will win a division by default? Um, to <laughs> <Maybe>. me, <laughs> the Niners. Their defense is first in the league in every category that matters defensively. And offensively, even with them going out, we had this conversation earlier. They didn't dial down the playbook any to bring in Purdy. No, we just saw this touchdown they threw on Thursday night here where it was a fake third to the left, a fake third to the right, and then Kittle's wide open in the end zone. And they don't have Debo tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're still – Firing on all cylinders. And that Debo injury isn't as bad as what it looked to start with. Sounds like an ankle sprain, and they'll have it back before the playoffs start. Yep. So uh, what about the Cowboys, man? Like, it's always easy to write the Cowboys off, and until they win in the playoffs, like, you know, it's e- it, it's easy to say that. But that defense is good. That pass rush is good. Uh, they, they they have a dynamic running game. When when Zeke and Pollard are both getting 15 carries a game, like, they're, they're playing a little bit more of an old-school tactic and – like, is it really much different than how Philly's playing? Like, let's just run the ball to death and eat you alive. You just don't trust the coach in Dallas. I, no, no. I, and I don't trust the franchise. By coach, you mean Jerry or you mean uh, <laughs> McCarthy? McCarthy. Okay. What, what, what's your thoughts? I, I agree with Dallas. Um, they're a team that you want to write off as well just because based on their, their previous history here recently. But this is really the first year that they've – implemented the two-headed monster running back and distributed and they're both healthy coming down the stretch and it's changed the way they they've dominated here down the stretch and their defense is there so they don't have to be dynamic on offense you know if they take a a game off they're still having a chance to win I, I like Dallas to be there and if they got to the 
NFC Championship, it wouldn't surprise me. Now, here's the thing with Dallas. They're going to finish as the five seed with the best record of the right, divisional Right, because teams. the Eagles are going to win the division. But they're going to go to Tampa Bay in the first round and play the GOAT in the playoffs. <laughs> Tampa Bay is going to be like 8-9 and nine hosting the Cowboys. How do you know it's not the Saints? Well, the Panthers are coming on strong. They got Darnold, baby. They're coming. All right, the, uh, so just to recap, the top five was the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Niners. The Bengals at number six. I would say the top six is kind of one cluster, and then it's a different cluster after that. So the Vikings at seven. They seem shaky. Yes. I mean, they're just – You know, the Vikings are the first team in the history of the NFL to have 10 wins in their first 13 games and have a negative point differential. Well, <laughs> they can thank the Cowboys for that. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So that, that's that's the give that keeps on giving. What was that, 40-7? to seven? It's, uh, It was bad. 40-3. Oh, biggest road three. win nice. the Cowboys have had in franchise history, and they've been playing football for a long time in Dallas. Uh, the Ravens are number eight in our power rankings. Before you get to the Ravens, I want the show to know that we have a young Vikings fan sulking in the corner the second we brought up that I thought 40. He, I thought he just stormed out and slammed the door. Yeah, that 40-point just demolishing of his Vikes against Dallas. Yeah, so he's he's pouting and throwing a temper tantrum and kicking and screaming in the floor. Everything has gone downhill since Kirk Cousins was doing the drip. And he <laughs> yeah, had the, yeah. Like, yeah. Once he the, went from like uh, Midwestern <laughs> choir boy to – Captain Kirky with the chains. Yeah, yeah, he went to the dude what Skip from uh, Napoleon Dynamite with LaFonda. <laughs> That's it. He, he's got the skull cap now. You know he's got some mixtapes out there. He does. Uh, so Ravens at eight, uh, they're dropping just because Lamar's hurt. Yeah. Uh, When's he due back? Anybody he know? He was out one to three weeks. Okay. So I'd say it's going to be three He's already weeks. rolled out this week. So they'll they'll come back. He'll come back. They the Bengals and Ravens close out against each other. Basically for the, the division. division. <coughs> Man. All right. Then you got the Dolphins. Who we, we flirted the with Dolphins have yo-yoed five. so much in our power rankings this year, and then we were all on each other earlier in the year because I didn't like them. Other people liked them more. Then I really started liking them, and as soon as I did, they start losing. Well, I mean, Tua finally lost, so right, but he is human. They played the Niners, though, yeah. and the Niners just dump-trucked them. Well, yeah. then they got beat by the Chargers next week. That yeah. was, the, was that two West Coast trips? No, they stayed out in California the whole week. I mean, but is that still the best way to go, though? I mean, that, that's that's a tough schedule. I'm not making excuses They're, for them. They weren't, they weren't cream puffs. I mean, they were two good teams they lost so, to. So the Chargers have inserted themselves in the top ten now, uh, and they're, they're on the outside looking in. But, I, I mean, really, like I said, out of the top six, it's just a mess after that. Like, you can interchange those parts. So I just have uh, – one question for you guys here in the NFC. Everyone's favorite, Dan Campbell. He'll eat your kneecaps, chew off your arm. The all rising that good lions. Stuff. They are six and seven right now. The final playoff spot is being held by the Giants at seven, five, and one. Now it it's Giants and the uh, emails are both seven, five, and one. Seattle seven and six. The NFC East is surprisingly entertaining. I'll say that. Do the Lions make the playoffs? Hail to the no, no, no. We say, Mr. Brown. I, I don't think they do, but with this resurgence we've seen, now the Giants or the I'm sorry, the Lions are saying Jared Goff's not a, a, a year band-aid. He's our starter going forward. Dude, they have one of the best offenses in the league. They have one of the worst defenses in the league. <laughs> That's why they have to throw it so much. <laughs> but uh Goff, uh, yeah, man. I mean, 
He's, not, let, he's never been terrible. Let's look down the road of this trade. You know, Stafford wins the chip his first year in uh, L.A., and Goff was shit on, like, you know, how bad he was. What? Let's look at, like, the end result here. And I, if, he obviously has the chip, but who will put up the better numbers well, well, long term? Here's the thing. There's nobody that's rooting for the Rams to do worse than the Lions are because they'll get their draft pick. Yeah. Yep. So if the Rams end up being, like, a top ten draft pick and the Lions end up making the playoffs, like, that's a win-win right there. Yeah. They're, they're, they're actually making some bold moves of the organization that way. So, but I guess the who will have better numbers at the, after the trade, Golf or Stafford, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd have thought for sure it'd be Stafford, but Goff is just slinging it. Yeah, I think long term it might be Goff. Uh, just Stafford's looked old and he's hurt, yeah. and, and I don't he know. is old. And now that they signed the one, the only, the show and himself. Mayfield, Player of the Week Balled against out. my Raiders. He Love just it. needed Sean McVay to coach him up for 48 hours. Math Stafford, he's got See, an elbow injury. He's opposite, played his last It's down. the opposite of the Brock Purdy situation, right? Like Brock yeah. Purdy, they have the whole playbook open for, for Shanahan and, and the Niners. Baker Mayfield, they send him like a, a lunch mat menu. It's got like a front and back. They're like, memorize this on the plane ride, and that's it. And then that's what you got to do with Baker. They'll be fine. All right, y'all ready for some picks? You know, I'm ready. Two and ten ready, baby. <laughs> Hit the music. to do our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, but let's be honest, they've been lukewarm at best, and we're trying to right the ship. Uh, I don't even have the, the yearly uh, totals in front of me because it's depressing to look at, but Biggie, I know you and Turbo are both flirting with 500. Mr. Brown and I are just flirting with trying to be in the top 150 of the uh, entirety of the nation here. So we know Tommy's 75. Well, do we know where Biggie is? Yeah, he's like 96. So Tommy passed you? Because you have a better uh, record, okay. but because my picks didn't yeah. all go in. He did not report his picks in time, yeah. so that is what makes our picks full of integrity, is we have to lock him in before the games, and Biggie failed to do so. We'll chalk it up to a bad week. We're all sick. We didn't do the show. Threw us off our pattern. So for those keeping score, uh, Biggie is the, the leader between the three of us here, and we all have the 49ers tonight to cover three points on the road in Seattle. So uh, that looks like that might come to fruition as San Francisco seems pretty dominant and Seattle seems like they're struggling against that D. But we got a, a whole lineage of games here. And Mr. Brown, you're going to you're gonna have us with the, where the Vegas money's at. So even if you don't like our picks, you can at least figure out where everybody else is betting. So it's Thursday night as we're going through this. We'll kick it off with the Colts. On the road to Minnesota, we just talked about how they were lagging at the Vikings, but, man, the Colts, they don't look like the same team that Saturday took over the first week he was in the helmet. He was playing the Raiders. Uh, <laughs> always elevates the profile. The Vikings, four-and-a-half-point uh, home favorites. Where's the money at? 82% on Minnesota. Ooh. I'm rolling with that money on Minnesota at home. I think that uh, Captain Kirk goes back to being a Miss Western Quaboy, and uh, they win by two touchdowns here. Yeah, I'm going with Gangster Kirk in this one, and uh, he's going to bring uh, Laquan there, Laquisha with him, and they're going to roll. You know, you need to watch the movie Orgasmo if you haven't seen that. That's Kirk Cousins. He's like the guy in Orgasmo. That's, uh, that's a secret shout-out to anybody that knows that movie. But uh, All right, we're across the board on the Vikings. So you want, you want to give us the skull for your boy just to make him feel good now that he left after we ridiculed the Vikings? Skull! That's for you, Isaac. All right, the Ravens on the road to the Browns. Hard to believe the Brownies 
getting three points at home. Yeah, for that reason, 60% is going with the Ravens. Which I saw that Huntley is playing quarterback for them this week. He cleared concussion protocol. I know that he's playing this week, but they've been very up and down. I got to roll with the Elfs at home. Give me the waxed assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Deshaun was very underwhelming his first game back. He looked a little better last week. I feel like, you know, him playing against Huntley this week at home is where he'll probably blow up and get two or three touchdowns and no picks. I'm roll I think the Browns roll this week. So just because Lamar is not playing, Huntley's coming out at, at concussion protocol, so he's not fully practicing with the team yet, uh, till today or, or tomorrow maybe. Uh, I also like the Browns to cover this one, and honestly, I need the Browns to cover this one because I need the Ravens to be a game behind Cincinnati uh, coming down to that showdown at the end of the year. So uh, we're across the board of the Browns. Yeah, and two things on this. I'm shocked that it's only minus three for the Browns, and I'm shocked that 60% of America or the world is going with the Ravens here. That, I'm kind of surprised. That does surprise me also. So we're, we're, we're fighting against the script on this one. So the Dolphins... We just talked about they were our darlings uh, some weeks, then we hated them the next week. We definitely don't like them as much now. But we also don't love the Bills as much either. But the Bills are getting seven. It's in Buffalo. So right now the money is only 52% on Buffalo. I saw where there is some snow rolling in this weekend, but they're only projecting seven or eight inches to I made the comment that, hey, it snows in Alabama, too. <laughs> Since it wait, snows wait, wait, in wait. Alabama, <laughs> and he's so prepared for Does it now. <laughs> I feel like I just got sold beachfront property in Arizona every two-way interview I watch. Uh, <laughs> I like the Bills to win, but not to cover. Give me the uh, Dolphins and the points, please. The only snow Alabama you're going to see is cocaine on a hooker's ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's an that's Alabama image I don't want. <laughs> that's when you're uh, a recruit on your visit to Alabama. There you go. That's, that's, how, that's how they get you. That's how Saban... Uh, seals the deal right there. Anyways, so we talked about the, the, the Dolphins going between they had the, the Chargers and the Niners back-to-back weeks. If it wasn't for them playing in the snow in Buffalo, I would like this spread. But given the fact of the weather, I'm taking Buffalo to cup. So I, I'm just thinking the Dolphins are that team that beats all the teams they should beat, and then when they play the top half of the league, they really struggle. It's a divisional game. It's on the road. They, they need a break, and this just ain't the week they get it, man. It's three tough games in a row. They're, they're fighting for their playoff lives, but I think Buffalo is trying to still fight for that first overall seed. So I'm taking Buffalo to cover. I think it's like a 10-point game. Uh, Buffalo is going to have the ball late, and they'll be able to run out the clock. So, one wolf, buddy. This is the only stick of gum I have. Explain that reference. That, that is a subpar lone wolf. How much gum I have is pretty personal to me. Do you know what he's talking I, about? I, I'm clueless. So what, what I, are you listeners thinking I, I, right I'm now? very vaguely not giving the exact conversation between Dan Marino and Ace Ventura. See, like you went down a rabbit hole that, no, damn it, I need a dolphin sound and you're going to do it now. <laughs> You know what happens if you're a lion and you try to go out and kill some dolphins and you swim out into the ocean? 
Those dolphins circle around because lions don't swim. They like kill you. Sea lions. Hey, hey, but for the for our viewers, I just you just went down what we have to deal with every week yes. in our group text. Yes. Biggie says these messages and no one knows what the hell is going on inside his head other than him. He knows what he means, and sometimes we know. We learn over time. Biggie is our resident Yogi Berra. Yep. Even Yogi made more sense. If you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> All right, so. Doors always open uh, unless it's closed. Nobody uh, goes down there anymore. It's too crowded. There you go. Uh, so uh, the Falcons on the road to New Orleans, which uh, this has got playoff implications, believe it or not. The Saints are a four-point home favorite. So it is. Uh, Vegas is going 58% on the New Orleans. I don't know why they're so high on the Saints. Maybe just because it's a home game. But Mariota is not the starting quarterback for the Falcons. Oh, that's why. Who's starting quarterback for the Falcons? I uh, I couldn't tell you his name. He put a gun to my head. I think it's uh, Patterson. And we're in the Wildcats. Why not? Ooh, that might work for them. Uh, I tell you what. I'm going to roll with the Saints to cover at home. I don't like the four points, though. I'm going to regret this one. Do the Saints pass the box? You said no, right? No, I think the Panthers might. Okay. I'm going with the Saints just because I don't know who's a quarterback for the Falcons. I'll take the four and and Nolans. Desmond Ritter, the guy from Cincinnati. All right. So that's that's where we're going. Oh. oh. So you got to go with the Falcons, right, Chad? In that case. Hell hell not. In that (laughs) case. That case. Are you going to change? You give me the Falcons all day with Desmond Ritter, baby. All right. Are you serious? Yeah. You you like that? <laughs> I'm riding him. You like that? He took a group of five to the promised land last year. And they got they got a obliterated. He got him there though. All right, Lone Wolf, my Falcon. Then. Go go go! Much better. Someone shoot that Much damn better. bird. Much all right. better. Speaking of birds, the Eagles on the road to the Bears. The Eagles. They're getting nine on the road. What's Vegas say? 74% agree with it. Nine. Here's the thing. Nine's a big number. Not for the Eagles. They are killing everyone. Give me the Eagles. I'll lay the points. The thing is, uh, Fields and the Bears cannot keep up with that dynamic offense. Man, Hurts is doing what he wants, when he wants. And you gave him a guy like a, a Brown in there, AJ. He's killing it. He's killing it. The Eagles are going to win by 17. So At least. They're going to keep Smith's nice, too. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to continue to kill. Uh, the, the the Eagles are what the Bears wish they could be. The Bears are the great value version of the Eagles, and that's maybe being real polite. Maybe they're the Clover Valley version. Is that what the Dollar General brand is, maybe? I, I they're think the Save-A-Lot version. They are They are down the list in what – They uh, are the Mountain Holler of Mountain Dews. Yes, they are. They're, 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 they're Dr. Pop. They are Mountain Lightning. They're the old They're Dr. Thunder. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Eagles across the board. Uh, the, all right, this is a game we're anticipating some excitement here. We talked about this this team earlier. The Lions on the road to the Jets, the feisty. You know, Robert Sala's got the Jets. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're doing with their quarterback. I don't know what their plans are long term, but the Jets are still fighting for a playoff spot. The Lions, though, they're a dog. One and a half point on the road to the Jets. And Vegas has 70% coming in on the Lions right now. I'm rolling with the money on this one. I just have one question. Can we get a Robert Sala, Dan Campbell, no hold bars, let's oh. reincarnate Mills Lane. Like Fight Club. Give me that. Oh, yes. Fight Club all day. That'd be good. That'd be good. So, Mike White, dude. Is he alive? 
I don't know if he's alive, but his teammates love the man, and I don't blame. I think him America loves the man. He, now. he went out twice last week, and then they found out he was really hurt at the end of the game. I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but the man's a warrior. So hats off to Mike White. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Zach Wilson's mom already supported him with some ATM, and uh, <laughs> so hats off, Mike White. With that, with that, if you don't know ATM, look up Urban Dictionary. You're welcome. And uh, I'm going with the Lions and Jared Goff, the the future, the current quarterback of the Detroit Lions. So uh, we're ATM. We're we're uh, ATM across the board with the Lions here. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I think it could go either way. But the Lions, they score a lot of points. They they get a lot of yards. And uh, man, this is. It's not the type of team you thought Campbell would build, right? You figure they'd be like a thirteen to three type. No, it's thirty three to thirty is what they're going to go for. So I love their two headed monster in the backfield between oh, Swift and what's it, Williams? Williams, yep. who's leading the touchdown the monster. Yep. Uh, which which is crazy because both of them are great fantasy plays. It's just that one of them's typically hurt one week when they're Dude, both healthy. You don't know what they're going to do. They got a on St. Brown. They're good enough on offense to trade away T.J. Hawkinson within the division in the middle right. of the season. And that is uh, very bizarre uh, behavior nonetheless all right Steelers on the road to Carolina the Sam Darnold led Panthers are a two and a half point home favorite what's Vegas say on this one 64 percent on the Panthers wow (laughs) this is a game that I wouldn't bet unless you gave me free money having said that I'm putting my money on Carolina to cover at home because I think that they're rejuvenated with uh Steve Wilkes at head coach and the fact the division is just right there for the taking oh uh, I'm going. I'm going to Steelers, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I just got to make up some ground here. It, but is uh, what's his name? Uh, little, little hand starting or no? Kenny Pickett. Yep. All right, I'll go with Steelers. I'm good with that. Uh, I wish I could ask for more explanation on the reason to pick the Steelers, but I don't really care. This game is going to be a game that nobody watches unless you're a diehard of either of these two teams. I'll take the Panthers because they're at home. So. You're the lone wolf. You ones like uh, fries on your sandwich, eh? I'm at a pierogi, eh? Yeah, yeah. You ones. I don't know why I asked you, uh, hey, I don't know uh, either. Pierogi. The pierogies are nice. Yes. Eh? No? <laughs> no. It's uh, Yenz's. Yenz. Yenz. Fries. You want some from Antibro? Yes. No. no. I do not want fries on my sandwich. Steel, Steel City beer? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so here's another uh, interesting game. I, I had fantasy implications in this one. I'm kind of regretting, but uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags at home hosting the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a four-point road favorite. I bet Vegas loves this one. Oh, yeah, 71% on them boys. Easiest pick of the week. Cowboys have cover that four. All right, so Trevor Lawrence balled out last week, right? Yes. And then the Cowboys struggle with the Texans. And then <sighs> – I don't know. I got to go Cowboys. I just, I don't know. I feel like Trevor's up, up and down. I don't think he's going to do it two weeks in a row. If he did, it'd be the first time he did all year. And uh, I think that when you get that pass rush that the Cowboys have, it's it's going to expose any weakness a quarterback has. Not necessarily picking on sunshine here, but their offensive line's got weakness. Their offense has weakness. So uh, it's them boys across the board. All right, the biggest spread of the week. No doubt, the Chiefs on the road to the Texans. Do the Texans got more magic in that hat, or are they going to get blown out by the Chiefs? Where's Vegas thinking here? 51% KC, right down the middle. 
Here's the thing, I would easily roll with KC to cover this, but I did that last week and they were up 27 to nothing on Denver and Magic Russell Wilson, and they ended up having to squeak it out at the end. I, I think they win the game 10, 12 points, 30 to 17 even, but... 14's a big spread. Yeah. Uh, Houston has a way to cover. I feel like Houston covers as well, and I'm, I'm just going that route because I am off this week in fantasy, and I really don't care if the Chiefs win or not, so we'll go with Houston. Let them get the stinker out of the way this week. So I, I, for the opposite, I think you're going to be pained by all the points that your fantasy team scores when you don't have anything on the line. It's going to suck. I think the Chiefs are going to get this done. There's no way the Texans play two tough teams back-to-back and cover both of them. They just don't have it in them. Uh, you know how when you look at a team and you say, man, they're feisty, they, they don't have any quit in them? When I see the Texans, I say they're full of quit. They, they don't have they don't have any win in There's them. There's no anymore. dog in them. No, and Lovey Smith is a lame duck coach. Well, and they're they're going to move on. Best so, beard in the league. So, uh, you know, it, it is the best beard in the league, and for that. He would be like the perfect version if there was a black Santa Claus. Let's go ahead and market that there right now. There is a black Santa Claus. Is it? What are you talking about? Blanton. Yeah. Blanta. Yeah. yeah. There's a Mexican Santa Claus. There's a Japanese Santa Claus. Why can't you think, <laughs> Greg, Mr. Brown, how old are you? You think there's only one Santa Claus? There's only, yeah, like one Santa and one Jesus, My right? My God, I've been around Walmart and there's more than one Santa ringing the bell out in front of there. How do you think they make that happen? Ugh. There is multiple, multiple Santa Clauses. The logistics, you being in logistics should know better. It's impossible. Do you not think that's a stereo, like that's a, perfect like type there for lovey to be that guy yes like if there was a movie made about black santa is there a movie because if i missed it it, it could be like bad santa three and we just recast billy bob with him that's what i was going for yeah i'm I'm sorry for my poor wording no i'm with you i'm just uh, just broadening your horizon so you know that there's other santa claus or as they say in some places santa claus santa (laughs) claus All right, was that was I in the middle of a pick there? Uh, I think, no, 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 I was no. Here we up. So, oh, that's all you get. All right, so the uh, Cardinals on the road to Russ and the Broncos. The Broncos are a three-point favorite. Sixty-four percent coming in on Mile High. Is Russ playing? That knot on his head. I thought he had a concussion. Uh, well, I know who's protocol. not playing. I know Kyler Calamari is. It's not the tumor. <laughs> Uh, I time. swore I wasn't going to do this anymore, <laughs> but we're all going to break a seal here. I, <laughs> I've got to take the Broncos at home. No Russ, no Kyler. I've already went back on my promise of not picking them, so I'm riding again, baby. Uh, so uh, That's we're, right. we're going to ride it right off the rails because I'm picking them as well. So uh, that means we're not getting this one right. You might want to change your mind last second. <sighs> I'm comfortable with my decision. <laughs> We'll move on to the smallest spread of the week. Your all's favorite teams get to play each other. Biggie's New England Patriots on the road to playing the Raiders. Raiders are uh, given a half a point to those road Patriots. Uh, 60% are going with the Pats. It's a half a point. Why not just make it a pick I don't get this. It doesn't matter. So... New England goes down, plays in the desert, moves just a little further north into the desert. You know, Mr. Brown, it's in Vegas. We should really fly out and watch this game. Quick out and back. If it wasn't peak season for you. Um, I'm not wasting my money on that shit. (laughs) They're equally (laughs) shitty. It's not the game. It's just the Vegas. I am going to take the uh, Patriots for the victory, though. Uh, I am, too. Uh, I am, too. 
<laughs> so, uh, honestly, uh, just just for the fact that it's um, a Belichick disciple, like they typically struggle against him. So you know that that alone, along with all the other nonsense that is the Raiders. The true so real question. Quick, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The true question at the end of this game is when. Coaches go to midfield to shake hands. Belichick and McDaniels walks over there. Does Belichick just slide him a plane ticket say, come on back, we'll sign you as a consultant for the playoffs. <laughs> well, he's not fired So yet. Mark Davis is adamant that he's the guy. All right? Well, the, the dreaded vote of confidence. Right. So my, my question, it just blows my mind looking at statistics. So two things. Josh Jacobs is leading the National Football League in rush yards. Okay? Yep. I don't know if you all knew that or not. Yes, yep. yes. Yep. So you would think they're establishing the run. That should mean good things, right? Um, and then two, Devontae Adams, after a slow start, is putting up very good numbers in that offense as well. And they are still dog shit. So I can't you can't make De- this de- stuff up. Defensively you're porous, and that's putting it nicely. You've blown leads. It's the secondary, digit. dude, because you got Crosby, who's a madman, and then actually Chandler was, Chandler Jones yeah. on the other yep. They've been doing well on that perspective, but they're secondary. Oh, it, it's they're blowing God-awful. more coverage than Henry Ruggs does on the DUI, man. Like, yeah. they're, they're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we're across the board on New England here. So, uh, moving on, Tennessee Titans on the road. I wonder if there'll be more Titans fans than Chargers fans in L.A. That's a that's a bigger trip. I think Dude, the Chargers might have some fans. Every team has more fans than the Chargers. All right, then I, I strike my comment from the record. But uh, the Chargers are getting three points. The Titans have been reeling. 68% Vegas says it will be the Chargers. You know how damn hard it is for me to go against the Fighting Mike Brables for another week? They've totally disappointed me over these last few games. I love Tennessee. I love how they play football. They just have nothing offensively other than Derrick Henry, who all of a sudden has butterfingers. And their defense hasn't been able to hold up. That's what they've been built off. Give me the Chargers to cover at home. Even with Brandon Staley playing it like it's freaking Madden. Dude, the Chargers are number 10 on our power rankings. They have, like, the best, like, they should be, like, five or six if they had play up to expectations based on the weapons they have. Well, and based on how that division's gone, I mean, they should be better. Dude, Herbert's, I still, I think Herbert's a multi-time pro bowler. Well, of course, they don't have the pro bowl anymore, but you know what I'm saying. He's, a, he's an unquestionable talent. Chargers roll this week. I just feel like they keep underperforming. I don't know. I don't see the t- Ryan Tannehill and Titans keeping up with the Chargers. All right, so I also have the Chargers covering, but I'm going to use this moment to discuss Herbert for a second. I'm going to say he's overrated. Oh, okay. He's overrated. People love it because of these highlights he makes. He'll, he'll show up big because he makes the throws that not many people can make. But he's also just making errant throws and poor decisions half the time. Well, so he's throwing to new guys all the time. Top two wide receivers out. You're a Pro Bowl left no. tackle out. Pro Bowl right tackle out. That. You're on your second string center. Austin Eckler's been down. He's an all-world talent. Now, I'm not putting him in the elite group. That's reserved he's for guys not. like Joe Burrow who showed out in the postseason. Yep. But he's an all-world talent. So he's going to continue to get overrated talk because he's got the look and he's got the skill set. But they just can't put it all together with him. And uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a bumpy road for his next two years. We'll see if I'm wrong about that. But I'm, I'm also taking him, though, to cover this. Ah, so. oh, I was waiting for a Titans little wolf there. <laughs> yeah. 
You let me know. I told not you, I so just wanted, fast, I just wanted a minute to, to shit on Herbert for a second. Not, no, he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying that, but people act like he's in that top tier. Like Biggie said, 100% agree. He is not an elite quarterback. Uh, speaking of elite, you got the old gun versus the young gun. The Bengals on the road to Tampa. Tampa fighting for their playoff lives. The Bengals are getting three and a half on the road. And 76% of Vegas going with your bones. Here's uh, picks sure to go wrong. I like the Bengals to win this game. I think the Bucks kind of resurge after last week, get embarrassed, realize that they need to finish strong to make the playoffs, and they lose by field goal. So it's quite obvious the only reason why Brady came back was to save money in the divorce. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going with the Bengals. They're going to win by 10. Uh, I'm also taking my Bengals here. They, they've been on fire lately. Like they, They've been beating playoff teams. They beat the Titans, and now the Titans are reeling. They beat the Chiefs. The Burrow Bengals beat the Browns for the first time ever. So, like, the stars are aligning. I think that late postseason rush is coming on. It's a good time to be a Bengals fan. I think it carries on here. They got a little bit of injury going on, but, but I'm taking the Bengals. Fire the cannons at Todd Bowles. <laughs> That's probably where they're aimed right now. All right, the Giants and the Commies, the emails, four and a half point at home. This has got some playoff implications potentially as well. A lot of, lot of tight-knit games here, four and a half points for the uh, Commanders against the Giants. And we got 57% rolling in on the G-Men. Yeah, I like the G-Men to cover this four and a half. I mean, I got an interesting stat for you guys. Do you know the last time in NFL history that a team played the same team two games in a row? Okay, I thought you might know, because as far as I know, it's never happened. <laughs> the emails tied the Giants, had their bye week, and the first game back from the bye week yeah. is the Giants. I remember hearing that when they tied, like they're going to do it all over again in two weeks, but I didn't realize they had the bye week. That's very odd. That's very odd. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. Biggie, did you take the Giants? Yes, sir. Give me the G-Men. So we're Giants across the board. And, and I don't know why. Like, I, I kind of like Heineke and the, and the commies, but. It's I, just four and a half. They just tied. You're thinking it's a field goal game at most. They're gonna but score now it's in, in Washington, though. Yeah. Man, do I really want to take the Giants? Uh, I think you got to learn Wolf this one. You gotta make it brown. I think I think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna make a make a change here and go with the. Uh, you know why that pitcher Jerry Jones surfaced? Because he went against Daniel Snyder. You do not want to go against Daniel Snyder. He's got on everybody, and uh, you know we know how good he is with his emails. So uh, you know I, I can't can't think of anything to make the sound on the Malone Wolf for the, the commies here. I, mean, I, I can't make the sound of the dial-up modem. I can't make an internet sound. Just. Uh, you got mail. That's all, that's all I got. So we'll, we'll roll with that. All right, the last game, the Rams on the road to the Packers. There's not been a team to disappoint quite like the Rams, and the Packers are getting seven in Lambeau. 63% on, on the Rams here. Mm. I know the uh, Packers are coming off a of bye week, but I have no clue how they're a seven-point favorite against any team in the league. Give me the Rams. Uh, I'm going with the Packers here. I don't. I think Baker could beat the Raiders, but this isn't the Raiders. <laughs> I'm uh, also taking the Packers. I think the Rams are just horrendous. Uh, th- there's no way they not not in Lambeau. Baker now has a little bit more of the playbook, and the Packers have film on Baker too in the Rams' offense, so they'll take advantage of that. And uh, yeah, they're they're winning this by ten. So 
Aaron Donald, fee-fi-fo-fum, Jordan Love starts the rest of the season. <laughs> they want to shut him down? After management? After, uh, after Aaron Donald gives the razor's edge to uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> it's A.A. Ron squared. I like that. I hope we get that. Another one for the bad guy. All right, that concludes. What, what week are we in? I don't even know. Week, week 15. Week 15, holy hell. Of the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. Don't forget, if you got a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, but uh, we don't. We just have a problem with gambling really well right now. So hopefully we write the ship this week, fellas, and we'll get back on track. Quitters never win. Well, fellas, we're almost uh, to the holidays, and you know what? I, I saw something that popped up in the news uh, today that's not very uh, in the Christmas spirit, and that was um, our girl Mandy Rose over at WWE has been uh, future endeavored. She is no longer an employee there, and if you don't know who Mandy Rose is, as uh, Corey Graves would put it, she is the golden goddess. She is uh, part of Toxic Attraction and honestly one of the most attractive people on the planet, but uh, she's now unemployed, so... Uh, did you catch the story as to why? I saw that uh, she had shared some stuff on a knockoff OnlyFans site, which went against her contract because the money she's making off of it, the WWE did not get their yeah, cut they didn't, of, they didn't get a, Getting a portion of it. She's doing this all on her own. They gave her a chance to take it down. She refused. Yeah, because so, she showed her boobies and yeah. then everybody wanted to watch that. Well, so if you don't know what they're talking about, just Google Mandy Rose, not suitable for work. It'll pop right up. You're welcome. Just go to Twitter. It's an easy place to find it. It's all over the place. But uh, she was uh, a reigning champion on their NXT brand for like 300 days, and she just dropped the title uh, the other day, and then they're like, all right, you're gone. Uh, But what's amazing is uh, people were trying to make the parallels to – well, they didn't fire Paige back whenever they had somebody jizz on the NXT title and that got out. (laughs) And if you don't know what we're talking about there, just Google page. Three-way. (laughs) Three-way. Damn. So uh, the – Two girls, one belt. Right. uh, That that was one. And then – Once upon a time in China. Yeah, we, we, well, she was gone then. Uh, And then that that was uh, X-Pac too. Yeah, he he did his finishing move on her. Was the Bronco Buster? Buster. <laughs> uh, he, he busted. But B- B- Biggie uh, had mentioned <laughs> the Playboy. But uh, Sable, Tory Wilson, yeah. Uh, but you know that was all through the banner of WWE. Yep. Hell, that was part of their story. Did the long leg yes. one do it as well? Uh, you wish Keebler? No. Okay. She did. Maria did, if you remember her. Yeah. She was kind of crazy. And May Young did. May Young, yeah. In the forties. <laughs> Uh, she just gave birth to the hand. That was, that was the <laughs> Sexual Chocolates theme music was fantastic. Ooh. It was that Marvin Gaye knockoff, and it just that's, came. That's, oh. that's when he became the world's strongest man. Well, well, anytime you give birth to a hand. My favorite thing was like 20 years gross. later when they revisited it, and they had somebody in a hand costume come in, and they were like, Dad. It's so bad. It was like the hamburger helper mascot. You know, it was terrible. But uh, should, should Mandy Rose be fired or just suspended? What's your thoughts? Not fired or suspended. 99% of her gimmick is to be hot. I'm the hot chick. That's why people watch. WWE, Vince, he's still behind the scenes calling the shots, is only mad because he didn't get his cut of what he feels like think, he built. I don't think Vince is behind the scenes calling the shots. He's involved in there somewhere. The product seems to be a hell of a lot better lately. I, I have a theory, though, that this could all just be a long work. 
What if they do this? They need. They got. They're like telling her on the side, like we got to send you away. You know, we we can't set this precedent. We're gonna bring you back in three months, or we'll bring you back at the Royal Rumble. We'll bring you back at WrestleMania. How much more of a pop and attention would there be if she came back after being let go? She'd get that Ronda Rousey type pop when she first came. Right. Hey, and I hate to break, I give you breaking news here, but speaking of big butts, Sir Mix a Lot was playing live here at the halftime show. Yeah, we we gotta go. Yeah, exactly. We gotta check that out. It's, I like big butts. I cannot lie. You want to finish it? Not me shaking. He don't want to rap Sir Mix a Lot. You know, he's got another great song called Buttermilk Biscuits. You ever heard that one? I haven't, but I do know this: always take the biscuit. Always take the biscuit. All right, that's good enough for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you check us out on social media. Subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And don't forget, we got our ongoing uh, groups and Facebook as well. But if we don't see you next week, I think we'll see you next week. It's right around the holidays. We'll see how life is treating us. We should be back next Thursday. But until next time, have a wonderful weekend. Be safe out there. Bye-bye.